0: I can't
1: wait till they see each other. <laughs> All right, cool. That That's a wonderful beginning. <laughs>
0: there's there's your... Uh, there's my there's, there's, my there's pre-show. Pre- there's your anime
1: industry. Hey, this is Sentai, Sad Boys, Filmworks, whatever. I'm Jiggly. I am RJ. <laughs> that did not work out as well as I'd hoped. Uh, Adnan is out this week, actually. Uh, he's on vacation in Colorado. Oh no. Bosnia. <laughs> I know that. Croatia. I, was, I, I was I was trying to make I was trying to make my joke of like yeah. a, a character goes missing in some is missing in like a show and they're like, oh no, they're on vacation in Florida. <laughs>
0: anyway. Um, I mean there's there's probably a caller like like you know how there's Paris, Texas? And, and like East Chicago, Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure there's like a Colorado Croatia. Don't quote me on that, please. But anyway.
1: Or or Denver.
0: Yeah, Denver Denver Croatia.
1: Anyway, so we got uh, we got a lot of stuff here that uh, Adnan is not here for and uh, RJ does not read the uh, game plan, so this going be... to be so. <laughs> he, he never learned Uh, So, I guess we're starting off with uh, Premier League stuff. Community Shield, Leicester sinks City with a penalty in the 89th minute. Uh, As you watch it?
0: I watched tidbits of it. I, um, I just read up on the Twitter slander on Jack Grealish, their new $100 million signing. If they would have waited, probably 12 more hours, they could have gone messy for free, but you know.
1: That that was going to be the next few things that I was going to talk about, which is the, you know, after the episode where we're talking about, oh, nothing, there's no, like, transfer news or anything, and then just, like, the day after everything goes down, uh, Lukaku to Chelsea for 97.5 million pounds. Uh, I don't know if that one's official yet, but that, it sounds like it's very, very close, like, Timo Werner said something or whatever.
0: The, the thing is with that, it's like, it's so funny, because they signed them, or Chelsea signed them for looked for, like, well now it's like literal pennies and then they sold them off to everton and then everton sold them off to manchester united and manchester united sold them off to roma so technically he's he's the most expensive um footballer our, our best friend lukaku is the most expensive expensive footballer if you just add up all that's, his transfer fees
1: that's true uh the two best friends of this podcast is uh drew connor and romelu lukaku Unfortunately, we, Lukaku says that you know he's it's uh, it's more of a scheduling issue uh, with getting Lukaku on.
0: We we wish him luck in Chelsea. Um, I know Jiggly has a soft spot for them for whatever reason. So no,
1: nah, not really. Uh, it's just I yeah, have sure a Chelsea. He. I just have a Chelsea jersey. When I was a kid, I had like a United a United full kit. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. I mean, but, uh, who's on, who's 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 on the Chelsea jersey? What name? What what names on the Chelsea jersey?
1: Oh, the one that I currently have, no one. But I think I used to have a Lampard jersey. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Anyway, uh, then we got Jack Relis to Manchester City for one hundred million pounds. So that's the most that any uh, English club is paid, I believe. Something like that.
0: Yep. And in American burger money, I think that's like $150 million. I don't know. Something like that.
1: But. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the next thing I just wrote down is like, want to do a preview now? Or like, do we wait until Adnan comes back?
0: For the prem? It's if they get Harry Kane, they. That's basically it.
1: They, they've they wrapped up the league. Um, Are they allowed to get Harry Kane? Like, from fa- financial fi- fair play stuff. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, they, PSG they, just did this, but... Um,
0: I, th- I think United, with all their transfers, are, like, in the two, two 200 million range, or in, in British pounds, so... I'm pretty sure they could. It just depends on if Tottenham wants to sell Harry Kane. And I, I think there are reports
1: where... I think Kane says that he wants to go, right?
0: Yeah, I think there are reports where um, Kane's going to talk to... Um, Nuno, their their new head coach, about you know their future, and um, if Nuno can see that Harry Kane doesn't really want to stay with Tottenham, then I think they're gonna offload him. But,
1: the interesting thing about that about uh, Kane and City is that the first game, the first game of the season for both teams is against each other, uh, White Hart Lane on Sunday. Yeah, first game of the season,
0: and, and I think so. So there are reports where Kane became a Florida man and acted like a Florida man. Um, he actually uh, he had a vacation in the Bahamas and then he went up to Florida, which is why he he missed training for all those days. Um, again, these are reports. Um, make up your own mind. But so I, he has to quarantine, so he might. Miss that game against city. So. We'll see.
1: And just in general, do you think that Brentford ha- uh... Might stay up to, like there's plenty of bottom bottom of the table teams, but can they be the best of the bottom bottom of the table? Yeah, I,
0: I, I actually think they won't get relegated. I think um in terms of relegation, it's um Southampton. They just sold off Danny Ings to Aston Villa, their only goal scorer. Yeah. Um, let me look at the prom. I table. mean,
1: Southampton, it's like it's been a long time coming. I think Brighton, it's been a long time coming
0: uh who are the teams yeah so it's gonna be southampton watford because they're gonna stack their me months or two weeks and uh, well we all know norwich city so yeah <laughs> uh i i, I forgot did you did you take an interest on uh for bretford
1: uh, I, I I like them this season mostly because like I like you know I choose a team that gets promoted to cheer for vaguely.
0: Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't scouted them too much, but I do know they have an English goal scorer that everyone's hyping up. Um, that's supposedly the next Jamie Vardy without the uh, Red
1: Bull and the um, and the vodka. So I'm trying to I'm trying to look through. There's a, uh, I, this list here. I think it's uh, is... Ivan Tooney. Ivan Tony? No, probably not. He's in I
0: believe so, actually. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because that was the first name that popped up there. And I just see him see a picture of him in a Newcastle jersey.
0: Yeah. Um anyway, they're they're hyping him up to be the next Vardy. um someone clutch, someone who can score, you know, whenever and of course When he needs there. to. And of course, he's English. So Mm. (laughs) Uh, that's about it. I mean, the top four, like I said, if if Manchester City get Kane, then they're going to steamroll the league. If not, it's going to be a toss up between uh, City and uh, Chelsea. So
1: Uh, Speaking of Chelsea, I guess uh, I'm going to move on to uh, the whole messy thing. I'm just going to try to give like the timeline real quick and then we could discuss a lot of it. So first, it was on Thursday, I believe. Uh, Barcelona realized, finally realized that they couldn't fit Messi into their budget. Like they had the contract all lined up, and then they're like, "Oh wait, we don't have the money," and so they officially release him. Uh, Chelsea instantly comes in trying to trying to get like an offer. Like there were reports of like Abramovich uh, demanding a meeting with Messi, but like almost immediately after that it's like it's squashed by the end of the day a move to psg is like all but confirmed then uh we get the press conference was that like a couple days ago uh i think it was, it was like, like what? two
0: days ago i believe yeah,
1: it was a couple days ago uh like sunday From or saturday recording on like saturday Tuesday, or sunday yeah Tuesday, yeah, yeah it was either sun- saturday or sunday they had the press conference that he was announcing he's leaving he cries he stands there with all of the trophies that he's won but after that barcelona starts putting in like a last-ditch effort to try to fit him into their budget i don't know what exactly they were trying to do but there were reports that like down to the wire they were trying to restructure their entire organization to fit messi back in but uh as of right now as we're recording i think a couple hours ago um, I just saw I just saw a wonderful meme picture that works out perfectly exactly what I was saying, which is that Messi is now on PSG, which uh, some have likened to uh, the time that Michael Jordan played for the Wizards.
0: He actually, <laughs> I just posted a picture in the thingy, but he he's wearing the number thirty.
1: Yeah, he started out with number thirty with Barcelona. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of what he's going with.
0: I. <sighs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to. I've slandered the band in the past, but I really do rate Messi. Um, That that slanders is
1: I slander him because I love him. So I think the slander is mostly against Barcelona in general.
0: Yeah, and (laughs) and I know he could do better than Paris. Like, we'll talk about France later and their crimes against humanity. Oh no, we can do
1: it right now. I don't have that on the list. We could do it right now. (laughs) I mean, I mean, TLD or
0: they're replacing baseball with um with breakdancing in the Olympics and oh it's yeah, that's just, just travesty. They should get their um uh, Well,
1: they're trying to add well, uh flag football to the, uh, to the Olympics when they come to LA.
0: Yeah. But that's not going to be for another eight years. Who knows if the yeah. world's going to be there.
2: But, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it,
0: it, it, it feels weird. seems easy.
1: Yeah. It it, it, it not only does it, I mean, obviously, it feels weird to have uh, to not have him on Barcelona, but on the other hand, it's just not a good enough league, I guess. When I was talking, uh, you know, I talked to some random random outside-of-America sports fans that, like, you know, know, that don't care about MLS or that. And when I was mentioning, like, oh, maybe he might come to MLS because he's expressed interest in that, and they're like, no, that's career suicide. And then I just said back, like, League 1 is not that different from that sort of thing. Like all the only thing that League One has over MLS is PSG's got money, obviously, and they can be in the Champions League. But the league itself, it, who cares? No one cares. That's... And you got you got lower the lower end teams that could probably you know New England Revolution could probably beat the team that barely made it out of relegation in League One. I, I
2: think with League One,
0: it's. when when did i say that the fire could compete in two dot bundesliga i think legal is a mixture of like everything wrong with with football uh, because it's so top heavy and then the rest is just all over the place so i don't know
2: i'm trying
1: to see oh well legal already started uh but i'm trying to see like oh at the bottom of the table right now is bordeaux that's funny but, like, I don't know. The fire could probably beat, uh, beat the team that uh, Barrage came from. Like, Saint-Étienne is not that impressive. You got to, uh, I got to check the la- I, gotta check I I got to check last season.
0: Know, I know this is going to be on the hashtag with some people spamming it, but I can't wait till Frankowski nutmegs Messi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm trying to see what the finish was last season for Ligon. But uh, uh man, I, I, yeah. So like Nantes, Nantes, uh, made it, got to the promotion playoff. I think they went down. Uh, but uh, like Brest, I think that you know New England could probably wipe the floor with them, and not because New England's so good, but because it's just like I don't think that, yeah. Just like you take anybody who's below the top twelve in Liga, and yeah, they they. They're not that good.
2: Yeah, I,
0: I mean even if he went, even if he went to the prom, you know, obviously, you know, go to City and that's also, also choosing the easy way around. I still but. think
1: that I still think that it would have been amazing if he went to Chelsea. <laughs> that would have been like so interesting to me.
0: It, it, you know there were there were rumors that he was going to go to Chelsea because yeah he started following them on you know Instagram for whatever. yeah and
1: like Abramovich Abramovich uh, was like demanding to get a meeting with him like if he went to Chelsea that I would that that would be fascinating to me that's um, like
0: I, I think the real choice would have been Brentford but uh,
1: well yeah obviously no the real choice was going to uh, Aston Villa uh, Aston Villa buying Messi with the money that they got for Jack Grealish. <laughs>
0: I mean that would that, have been brilliant that's also pretty stupid to buy a free player but
1: well i mean that that the money goes into the salary
0: that's true but aston villa was the team of monarchs um i think prince oh, what's his face the bald one who's the bald
2: one the balding one prince um
0: william yeah, that's that's his favorite team, and I don't, I don't mess with the Monarch, so <laughs> for a lot of reasons.
1: Uh, Messi goes to Leeds United and boots uh, Jack Harrison out of his spot. That's um, fine,
0: and he goes back to the fire.
1: <laughs> Actually, the the other fun the other fun idea I saw was uh, was Messi st- uh, stunning on uh, Cristiano Ronaldo by going to MLS and saying.
0: <laughs> you,
1: you, know, you know what, no, Me-
0: Messi, we're gonna, no, I'm gonna use this to transition to our next thing. Messi should have signed with Vissel Kobe so Iniesta can carry him again.
1: <laughs> uh, I was about to ask if you wanted a Bundesliga preview, but honestly, you know, we don't have, Bundesliga, we don't have Adnan. I mean, <laughs> we don't have Adnan.
0: I can, I can partially do it. Um, Munich, there you go. Yep. Dortmund's gonna. I think oh, I mean, Dortmund's the, gonna the fun
1: of the Bo- the fun of the Bundesliga is the bottom of the Bundesliga. That's the yeah. fun part of it.
0: Yes, it's it's basically anywhere from two to eighteen. That is that is where all the action happens. Um, the Pokal though, that's that's going to be interesting to watch throughout the season because uh, of um of Holland. He's going to stat pad over there. Um, but but yeah, I mean, there's really. Yeah, that, really nothing to look for. Oh, apart from that new promoted team, Firth.
1: Oh yeah, Gruth or
0: Firth. Gruth Firth, uh, who else? Uh U- I think Union got promoted as well and
1: No, Union uh has been there. Union oh, like shoot. has been like vaguely involved in the in like the Europa race or whatever. I think they might have they might have uh Yeah, Union is going to be in the uh, conference league. Okay. I think that yeah, it's I forgot who else uh, I think it was Bockham. Yeah I think it was Bochum who got promoted.
0: That's that's basically gonna be Schalke's replacement uh, for Dortmund since they're so close by. Um, yeah that's that's really about it. But Adnan's more of a two dot Bundesliga because of Wetter Bremen. So yes, I I can't say. I, I mean, I,
1: I I had I had two dot Bundesliga two two dot space Bundesliga written up here, and that I realized that you know what I I think I should save that for when he's back. Uh,
0: what's what's the German pronunciation? Zweite Zweit Bundesliga. Is that it? Zwei. Zweite. Zwei. Zwei?
1: Oh no! I don't speak German. Dot space Bundesliga.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, doesn't your he dad speak German? You should ask him.
1: Yeah, I could. Uh, Next anyway, one. uh, Japan now. Uh, starting off, FC Tokyo got a one-nil loss against sagantosu Uh, they're now sitting at seventh in the league. Uh, then we got. Hold on, you gotta type this in real quick. Then we got uh, Serizawa Osaka, scoreless with Sendai. Uh, five draws in a row now. Ten games winless they have no league wins since april so uh that's an issue that's is definitely an issue uh shonan belmare got a 2-1 loss to kashima Reysol. uh wait a second no i'm sorry i said kashi it's kashima antlers i thought it was kashima Reysol. i've read it wrong uh anyway yes they lost 2-1 to kashima antlers uh, and they finally drop into the relegation zone just barely cuz torokashima Vortis and kashima Reysol, who i mentioned earlier uh both got wins in the last game so not looking good for Shonan, but I mean, it's kind of expected. Uh, kind of disappointing. Was
0: doing a 2013 fire homage. <laughs> with all those draws.
1: I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's it was a lot there. Uh, and then uh, other stuff in the J League. Uh, Bojan is going to, Bojan or whatever the guy from the guy who's in Montreal. Uh, he's now in v- with Vissel Kobe, and also uh, Yuyo Osako is going to Kobe to replace uh, Kyogo Furuhashi. Who this isn't J League, but uh, Kyogo Furuhashi had an instant hat trick the moment he arrived in Celtic. So, um, what does that if uh, what does that say about the J League versus the uh, versus the Scottish Prem?
0: <laughs> well, I, re- I got assaulted verbally. Verbally, can't speak right now. Sorry. Um... By a lot of Celtic fans, when I said uh, the J League was a higher standard,
1: and I mean, and then we saw that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's look like, like Celtic as a club has more pedigree than the J League as of right now. But the chicken Rangers, Celtic and yeah. Rangers,
1: and maybe Inverness, maybe,
0: maybe or Dundee or whatever. <laughs> oh no, he, he scored a hat trick against Dundee, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but but the J League. Is more competitive than, you know.
1: Well, I mean, you know, MLS like, is more competitive than league or or uh, La Liga, you know. Because,
0: I mean, the team with day like two seasons ago, like a team with David Villa, Iniesta, and Podolski, they ended up. I mean, yeah, they won the cup, but they still ended up around like, seventh or eighth place. Like the beautiful David, league, David Villa and MLS, they. I forgot, like NYCFC ended up second place in the conference.
1: Yeah. So. They also had, like, Pirlo, but he didn't really do much either.
0: <laughs> no, he was here on vacation. Well, they also had Lampard, which. I don't think Lampard do played much.
1: much at that point either.
0: Yeah. That's
1: why I said Pirlo, because I don't think Lampard played much. Uh. Then, uh, and finally for J-League stuff, uh, Avispa Fukuoka finally stopped their skid, but it was a draw, and they have just completely fallen, mid-table at least, they're still ahead of Osaka, but it's just not, that's, that's, uh, that's less good. Uh, that's, that's, that's suboptimal. Um, so, Olympic stuff, uh... Men's Olympics uh so the bronze medal match was Japan versus Mexico. Mexico won 3 to 1. Japan got a consolation goal in the 78th minute but uh yikes uh, on that one. Uh the gold medal match though was Spain versus Brazil. Spain refusing to finish games in regulation finally comes back to cost them and Brazil wins 2 to 1 after extra time. I don't remember if it was Richardson who scored.
0: I don't even know.
1: Spain. Cool. It only shows it only shows me the players on the team. It doesn't show me the actual frickin' tournament. I need to scroll down now. That was uh, Malcolm, who scored the winning goal. He plays for Zenit Saint Petersburg. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Brazil won in extra time. Then on the women's side. Bronze medal match, Australia versus the U.S. It was, uh, from what I heard, it was, very, it was a very exciting game. I didn't watch it. Uh, U.S. won 4-3 to three with three first-half goals for America, and then a fourth before Australia got their second, even. But, I mean, Australia made it look competitive. They got, a, they got their third goal in, like, the 90th minute, but at least it looked competitive. Uh... And then the gold medal match, Canada versus Sweden. It was not a good penalty shootout. Like I, I woke up and I saw that there was a penalty shootout, and so I just watched it. And man, it was not good. No one wanted to hit the winning shot. Uh, Sweden missed three in a row. Uh, Canada missed three in a row. Uh, the winner was Julia Grosso, but uh, yeah, that was that was painful to watch. <laughs> You
0: know, I see a lot of disrespect on the internet with Sweden because for whatever reason, like, social media is always, like, they're saying Canada won with the US ending up in third and they're ignoring Sweden.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think they say that mostly as, like, oh, well, uh, they don't mention this, that this, there's this whole thing about, like, well, the US and Canada won their final game, I guess. But that's so still, people that's always still forget. disrespectful. People just always forget just the civil medar- fidel- silver medalist or whatever. Also, I mean, if we're talking about, like, the media that we get, we're going to see a whole lot more, um, just a whole lot more English speaking, so nobody's going to care about Sweden in general, which is disappointing, honestly.
0: They speak better English than people I know. in Texas. <laughs>
1: Uh, they speak better English than some Englishmen. Uh, R- uh, General women's soccer. We got Richie Burke, who decided to step back from being coach of Washington Spirit due to health issues. Uh, Washington is now without a coach. Uh, he's been coaching there for a while now. I don't even—I don't even remember how long he's been coaching. Uh,
0: What's that one quote? I'm coachless. I can't, or I'm without a manager. I can do whatever I want. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you've seen that float around.
1: Uh, he's been coaching. He's been coaching there f- since uh, twenty nineteen. They've done well since he's been coaching. They should but, just
0: go without a coach.
1: I mean, inter- that would be an interesting uh, tactic. Uh, I- I'm just thinking of who, who among the among these players, I would have as the uh, as the player, player coach, manager? as the player manager, and does
0: that have? Ugh, I can't speak. Does that happen often in uh, women's
1: soccer? Um, it's happened. There are two. There are two that I know of specifically. I think Abby Wambach was a player coach back in the WPS days, and uh, there was another player coach for uh, Manchester United for a while. Uh, I think I think that's kind of gone away a bit. Uh, I'm gonna say that uh, maybe like Kelly O'Hara should be the uh, should be the player coach. Player manager for Washington Spirit right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm looking for like names I recognize, and like I recognize a lot of these, but not recognize them as like solid veteran players that have been around for a really long time. I mean, obviously, solid, solid veterans like Andy Sullivan, like Paige Nielsen I is mean, good.
0: It, Ashley Houch, I remember her from uh from. She's
2: been around
1: for a while. Yeah, she's been been around for a while. Uh, Anyway, uh, onwards with with the Red Stars stuff, and honestly, there's not really much for me to say about the game, because I was at the Fire game. Uh, Somehow, while trying to keep track of both games, I wasn't paying attention to either game. So I was at the Fire game, trying to watch the Red Stars game. Uh, I didn't really see much, but then I watched, I checked some stuff afterwards and found a lot of bad things. But first, I'm just going to say Red Stars lost 2-0. Uh, both goals came off of counter. First goal was, uh, I think, Jody Taylor just blew straight past, uh, is it, uh, Tana Milazzo. And... Second goal. I haven't even actually watched the second goal, but I just heard as I was walking out of Soldier Field because I left early, and I'm just listening to the to the game on my phone. And I just hear Sidney, Sid Sidleru gets open and scores. So, both came off of counterattacks, and that's not the main story from this game. Uh, it's the officiating. So I put in the I put in our chat like the videos for, of like a bunch of these fouls, and like they were just trying like. I am a fan of aggressive and physical soccer. I, you know, I love fighting in hockey. You know, I get excited when I see somebody get absolutely clattered in uh, football. But I mean, the the main thing that you need to pay attention to is cool. So then they have to get punished as well uh, in comparison to the type of tackles that they made. So did you see like all these tackles that I posted?
0: Yeah, I did. Um... There's no sound. Her Zoom was her supposed no, to. No, no.
1: There's no sound. I I saved them as as uh as GIF files. I'm not gonna say the full names.
0: <laughs> Jiffos, Jiffy yes.
1: loops. Jiffy loops. Uh, I saved them as that. So like, I don't know why it saves as an saved as an MP4, but yeah, that's all those tackles that I found on Twitter. Uh, Cole Prico and Morgan Gatro both came off the pitch and like were on crutches by the end at the end of the game, and there was no red card shown uh, to anybody, any of these players. Uh, I believe the Colaprico one there was a there was a yellow card on the Colaprico tackle, but uh, there's also a yellow card shown to the Red Stars bench because they were very angry about the fact that like this had been something that was just continuing and continuing and building. So, yeah, I don't know, like. Do you think yeah. that the NWSL should have VAR?
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, be- before I get into that, didn't Rory mention that he's refusing to comment on anything? Yeah, that's why it was both well,
1: Technically, he but, said that.
0: But yeah, I mean, NWSL should have VAR. I mean, I-, I think even like lower leagues have VAR at this point. I don't understand. Is it because? Of the stadium issues, they don't have VAR. Yeah, I think that might be part of it. I, I, I do know. I don't know what teams, but don't some of them play in um in like glorified parks?
1: I think that some. I, well, I mean, like North Carolina used to, I think, but it's like a lot of them play at baseball stadiums. Actually,
0: I think that's. I think that's the reason why.
1: Like the rain, uh, Kansas City plays in a baseball stadium. Uh, but then other teams, you know, play at MLS stadiums or, you know, US, USL level stadiums. And then there's, of course, uh, the Washington Spirit who, uh, their stadium isn't a stadium. It is a, yeah, that one is a glorified park, uh, built by DC United. So yeah, they, 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 the thing about it, the thing that I keep... Okay, going for Washington
0: Spirit. I'm sorry, I thought they were going to play an Audi Field. Didn't they play an Audi Field for like? Yeah, the quick they played. In,
1: yeah, they or played they in Audi Field, out, I believe. Yeah, essentially, uh, they built they built a new stadium uh, for uh, Loudoun United, their uh, their like USL team, and they said, "Okay, cool, Spirit, you can play there now." So I don't L- really know.
0: Is not Loudoun United a USL team? Yeah. So well, they should, I don't, I don't know, that's, that's just, that's, that's just
1: sucks. Yeah, it's, the thing that's going on with that is like, I've, I'm have i seeing people on Twitter like, oh, you know, the NWSL needs to have better refs or else they won't be viewed as world class. And the thing is, is that, I don't know, do you think that like, PacaCaf refs in general, like for the men's side, aren't that good either?
0: I, I think North American, yeah, North American officiating general is just,
1: yeah, so it's even, not like it's not like it's not like a, you know this is true gender equality of both t- both sides are getting terrible officiating, and, and that's I mean in general, Concacaf needs to do a whole lot better. But I don't think that like I don't think that Cell can really do better unless maybe they bring in VAR, but then that brings in a whole new set of issues.
0: And and if you think about it, I can't speak for Canada or Mexico or the other Concacaf you know countries, but at least. You know, there's there's just so much resources here in this country that if, if they put their heart to it, like the sport, you know, for the women's and the men's and for, you know, officiating can, like, can match, you know, European level.
2: And they're just not throwing it in there. I don't know.
0: Everything just sucks.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the main thing with that. Uh... Then uh, for a preview for the NC Courage game, well, with both Mo and Danny injured, that makes it like there's only one regular starter. Actually, Vanessa DiBernardo hasn't been able to start recently, so that means that all three of like the main, uh, the main starting group in that midfield are out now. Uh, so I don't really know the US. The national team players aren't going to be coming back soon enough to. Uh, make this next game I don't think so this is going to be just an absolute struggle for the Red Stars with trying to come back and even, even with getting these players back I mean they're going to have uh, Alyssa Nayer out for a while I trust Cassie Miller I trust Emily Boyd too but it's just that, uh, that, uh, that, that one game uh, took out a whole lot of momentum for the Red Stars
0: I'm, like, looking at the Courage squad. Do they have a revamp? Because I only know some of these names, like, one or two of these names, like, I know. Uh, Havana. Yeah, they
1: they made I mean, a lot of trades recently. Uh, they they lost a lot of players.
0: That's fair. I mean, I think Naomi Osaka could play for them.
1: <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Uh, but, like, I mean, they still got Dabinia, and that's the most important thing. They got Dabinia and Lim Williams and Jessica McDonald. That's, that's an attack that's going to destroy anybody anyways. So as long as they still got that, then they're fine. Uh, next, I guess, is uh, Chicago House AC. Uh, Adnan, ha- apparently, I think Adnan had to miss watching the game, but I did watch the game. Uh, because i am a uh, i am a part owner of uh, of dc of the of detroit city fc you
0: even know the team
1: you own my brain was like dc fc wait no that's not i have to say the full name right
0: <laughs> can can i just quickly say like i don't know i just saw some spat between some ac
1: house detroit or... city fans are real not like they're really aggressive and there's some words that i want to say but i'd have to bleep them out and i don't want to deal with that i I don't
0: know like i i saw i saw um sean spence like tweet something about bridgeville and smoke and then i just clicked on that thread and then it was just just it was was just like yeah it was like some house supporter group and then all these dc fans were like jumping on them i'm like
1: yeah and I, th- that's the thing with uh, th- that's the thing with Detroit City is just like they have a very interesting and vibrant uh, fan base, but it's it's like a cult. I was talking with somebody else uh, at like before the before the fire game about like yeah, it's it just feels like they're kind of a cult in terms of just like the 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 way that they all just hate MLS and they think oh we're keeping MLS out of Detroit. It's just
0: no, they're not.
1: They're not. MLS can move MLS can move into Detroit whenever they want. And it's just i I want to like the team so much. There's so much that I want to like about that team. Uh, that's why I was very interested in like in, in being involved with like the investment stuff and why I annoyed my mom about it. <laughs> but like, i want to I want to like them so much. It's just so hard at this point with the way that they that like their fans act towards other fans, you know? Yeah,
0: and I, I think speaking of you know MLS just waltzing into Detroit, I think I I don't know how accurate those those fan maps are, but I think you know the Fire and the Crew they have a split hold on Michigan.
1: I don't. Uh, I do know a lot of Michigan people who are Fire fans.
0: Yeah, because you know the the Fire do have um, they do have a bunch of youth teams up there, so yeah. But, you know, I don't know how accurate those maps are, but that's, that's probably why MLS hasn't steamrolled in yet. But they will. And I, like, I, I think Detroit City, we've gone off topic here, but I think Detroit City FC and the Detroit MLS team could coexist, just like how the fire in the house can coexist. It
1: could uh, be really annoying just everything about like well I mean that technically goes into the into the game even there was a weird call on the second penalty for Detroit uh there was a 3-2 loss uh for the Chicago House against Detroit City uh defense was very unimpressive like honestly the one player that I mentioned uh them signing Kim he should have been sent off at some point like he he encroached on the penalty uh and got his first yellow card on the first penalty which was a well-deserved penalty. Like he took him down straight from behind, but he was like arguing with the ref the entire game. He was doing stupid stuff. I don't know how he didn't get sent off. Uh, Detroit seemed a bit lost at times, but uh, the weird calls essentially gave them time to come back. Uh, there was stuff about like you know the commentary crew. Like people did not like like house fans did not like the way that the commentary crew was handling the game. There was other stuff with like the fan base as you said like getting into fights on twitter i i just don't know what's up with with any of that with what they're with what those people are trying to do because it's just it I, yeah that, that's kind of the main takeaway from that game was just the way that De, uh that detroit fans reacted to house fans are you they
2: normally like that
1: i don't know i i mean from what I can tell, there's not really much of a fan base for any other teams in, in uh, NISA or like the NPSL where they used to play. So I don't really know if they're normally like that. I know that like I've seen stuff from, uh, you know, I've got uh, the DCTID hashtag on my tweet deck uh, so I can see whenever stuff happens. But like I think that they are kind of normally like that with other teams except that, you know, now since like we actually know all these people from Chicago House and like we are aware of that stuff. I mean, we're just seeing all of it and it is not pretty. Uh, you know, I like, I like the smoke. I like the atmosphere that they create. But then they go on, then they go online and things go to trash.
0: Like, let's, let's be honest about the smoke. I think it's kind of it. Yeah, smoke is fine and all, but from or from my like brief, like scrolling experience, they they make it out as
1: something so huge. I
0: don't oh, know. Yeah, That's they have what? to stop the
1: game because of it because they put it right up on right up on the touchline.
0: <laughs> That's how I feel. I mean, like, yeah, smoke is fine and all, but I don't, I don't want to say they're try hard about it.
1: It's it, it, you know what I am going to say that they're try hard about it because I mean you think about like where smoke is legendary. It doesn't even have to affect the game. Where smoke is legendary, you know, it's pushed back away from the pitch enough. The where they're playing, it honestly is kind of dangerous to have smoke where they're playing because it's so close up onto the pitch. You know, you think of the, the, the most legendary places where you see a bunch of these flare and, flares and smoke bombs go off. It's like La Bombanera. you know, it's completely separated from the pitch. So sure, they can put up a bunch of smoke, but it's not going to go out onto the pitch. Or, you know, the, like when you see those turk those games in Turkey. The- the smoke doesn't make it- make its way on the pitch. It's gonna obstruct everyone's view from the- from the stands, sure, but it's not gonna get onto the pitch. And, we- what we see with Keyworth, they have to do a pause every single game with them. It's got- it- it gets to that point, but this- since they're such, like, media darlings, they're not gonna say anything about it. It's pointless to say anything about it and they're so aggressive about about like this is our identity you know it's kind of like the one person who uh you know just makes makes that one thing about them an identity it's like sure it's okay but don't like be aggressive about it and be like no this is me now and you're going to have to accept this and i'm going to be talking about this every single day
0: yeah I'm not- i am not you are right. They are the most vocal lower league fans. Yeah. Until uh, I, and I think you know with with the house, they're.
1: I think the house might try to take gonna that.
0: Be, they're all going to be fire fans, though. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I saw on Twitter like one person's like, "Oh, he uh, they're on the fire." Twitter is like, "Oh, can you guys go beat up uh Chicago house for us?" It's like, Nah, I think that. It it can be a beneficial relationship between the house and the fire. It is not a competition oh, the person between who said the that,
0: two. Were they, were they from another, point,
1: another group? Another,
0: uh,
1: or was it I, someone from... That, that, it was from a group. I don't remember. But let's just say I remember exactly what the group was, but I don't remember who is in that group. <laughs> I'm not going to say the name.
0: No, I mean, it's... I don't understand why, and we, we've said this before in other podcasts, like in previous episodes, they're not a threat. I mean, I don't see why you see Chicago House a threat to the fire. They, I don't know, it's like, let's be, let's be real, it's like, at most, 7,000 people are going to show up to a house game, and that's yeah. if they do, like, a free ticket extravaganza. They are so, not
1: a threat. they're They're not a threat. It yeah. can be a beneficial relationship,
0: yeah. I mean, maybe later down the line, uh,
1: if the, you the know
0: will develop a relationship with the house like they do with Madison,
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's a great uh, it, they can use it as essentially as an academy. And we're going to talk about later with like fire using teams as academy. uh we can move on to MLs stuff though. Just general MLs stuff. Do you have anything for general MLs stuff? Because I did not put anything together for general MLs stuff.
0: As, as much as it pains me to say it, Miami's finally clicking together.
1: Yeah, I see that. They but, got two wins out of the last four. And no losses there, too.
0: But, you know, they're, they're still Miami, and I think every team has its lucky streak. Um, nothing, really. I mean, I I only scout other teams whenever before the fire faced them.
1: Uh, Vancouver uh, is on a four game draw streak. so that's fun. I just want to chuck this because uh, I also saw the game be- okay. The game before that was went okay, whatever
0: kind of sucks for the Canadian teams. like I shouldn't say they shouldn't play, but they're they're such a disadvantage because Vancouver's is playing out of um, Salt Lake. Toronto's playing out of a... i think I think
1: they were allowed to go back home recently. I know they, I think... they
0: just opened the border, but I
1: don't know. No, that was an away game. I need to check this game. Is that? Uh, I'm trying to see what stadium this is at. And I can't find. It just says venue time. Great, cool. I don't know. Wait, wait a second. I think I have an idea. <laughs> this is this, this is this is quality contact right here. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was they're they're still playing at Rio Tinto. Vancouver's still playing a Rio Tinto. I thought that, like, Toronto was going back, but they probably don't either. Yeah, so that's it for general molest stuff. Uh, You remember how in the beginning with this uh, podcast, it would be like a solid 40-50 minute episode, and then we just sort of have slowly devolved into an hour and a half? I think we might hit the 50-minute mark this time. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there, there
0: really isn't anything to talk about, like...
1: Oh, we find we find something to talk about. I mean, yeah, uh, but we'll,
0: we'll uh, on a tangent later. But right now, yeah, we're we're on track for the most part.
1: Anyway, so now we move on to the recap of the NYCFC game for the Fire. Did anything happen? No, I mean nothing happened in that. A game. A
0: seventeen-year-old kid got a start. That was uh, nice. I think the Fire could have won, but considering how New York, both defensively, I mean, they're they're good offensively. I think before that game, they scored 11 goals, um, but their defense is also pretty good, so you really can't blame the Fire.
1: It was so weird, because both both of the New York teams that, that Fire played this past week did not show up. They just didn't show up.
0: I mean, w- w- with NYCFC, it's just fatigue. With the Red Bulls, they're... They're going in transition
2: and so. Also, it was hot. It was really hot. I blame the weather. I don't know if it was that hot against uh, NYCFC.
0: I mean, against the Red Bulls, it was hot. But
2: yeah. no,
0: I mean, uh, NYCFC, I mean, nothing really outstanding. I think if Collier or if Frankowski was still with the team, I think they could have made an impact, but know, yeah, hindsight 2020 and all, so I mean, uh, and what what's done is done with NYCFC, so
1: Yeah, so then well, I mean, that that yeah, as you said, it was like the best opportunity to get to get a win, and then they didn't but I did say I wanted seven out of the next, seven points out of the next three games, and technically speaking, with a draw on that one and the win against uh, the Red Bulls, they're technically on pace for that, I guess. But uh, the Red Bull game, was that anything, either? With the Red Bull game,
2: um, I mean, the Fire did
0: their job, but uh, like I said, I mean, they were gassed after the first 15 minutes, but I honestly blame that on the weather. And that, that goal was just pure luck. From the Red Bulls, they—I mean, they did their job. Uh, Lucas Stojanovic—he's an interest. I mean, um, if we want to go technical, Lucas Stojanovic—I think the Fire needs to find a good place for him because he's not an eight, but he's yeah, also—he's he, not a number ten. Also,
1: there's this whole thing of like people like, "Oh, why isn't he starting more often?" And I think it's mostly because don't know exactly where to fit him into this tactic? Like, where to fit him in tactically for the way that this team plays?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no denying he's good. It's
1: just that right now, with the current midfield setup... Don't know how to do it. Yeah. But, like, with, you know, players out, he had to step in, and he did. did. So, uh, that first goal was an
0: absolute belter. That second goal, I was probably... I don't know, I was probably eating, so I didn't see it. Did you see
1: it? Uh, the second goal? I think yeah. I still had my head down for, like, well, no, the second goal was, uh, it Was that a went header? Yeah, that was a header. He okay. was on the far post, nobody was near him.
0: So, yeah, I mean, he did his job.
1: Yeah. It so. was the first goal that I didn't see very well, because I was looking at the Red Stars game. Uh, so, you know how hockey, there's, like, plus-minus? Mm-hmm. So I want you to guess, so there's only one player with a positive, with a plus one, a positive plus minus on this, on this fire team. Who do you think it is? Collier? Yes, it is. It is Elliot Collier, who is the only player with a, with a plus one on his plus minus. And uh, comparing uh, 90, uh, per 90 minutes that he's on the pitch versus per 90 minutes when he's not on the pitch, he is doing the very best out of every single fire player. Uh, He's the only one with a with a plus one in that category. So uh, to people who say that we started our we finally started our best uh, attacker, you're right, and that best attacker is Collier.
0: He's the only one foolish enough to do like we've. He's on the pitch. Yeah, when he's on this, this at museum, he's the only one willing to do anything.
1: When he's on the pitch, the team just plays better. It's not because he's good or anything, it's just because he just does stuff and people have to react to it. And, like, he... he, I don't even think, like, he verbally pushes anybody. I don't think he's that much of a leader either, but just, like, physically, he is a leader because he goes out there and he does something and it forces people to react and it forces things to happen. Whether good or bad, he forces things to happen.
0: Yeah, I I remember he was doing all those... Flippy doos, swirly loos, <laughs> backflips on the pitch. And he, he was uh, taking like... it. He got past a few guys with it yeah. too.
2: I mean, it was, it was, I wouldn't say it was painful,
0: but it was. <laughs> he did stuff.
1: Uh, he's got like, a, he's also the guy with the highest uh, XG plus minus for Wait, the uh, fire.
0: I think the hashtag the fire hashtag i think they it's
1: like because i see a lot of slander we've i mean we, we started this with memes but genuinely he is probably one of the most interesting players for this team and the team just plays better with him on the pitch it's and you gotta just understand that it doesn't have to mean that they're a good player if the team plays better with them on the pitch. It just means that the team plays better with them on the pitch.
0: <laughs> it's like the hashtag is so spoiled. And considering what the fire have right now, like no one should be expecting the world You know, out of these group of players. And I, I think, regardless of you know, their skill level, of the player's skill level, like, any sort of contribution at this point is beneficial for the team. And I, you know, yeah, yeah, we started, you know, memeing him out, but he does stuff for the team, and that's where the fire's at right now. That's, you know, that's great. People need to see that. And I think that with the,
1: like, it's just Man, it, it's just hard to talk about Collier seriously at this point with the way that we've talked about him so long. But it's really is. It's like... Uh, there's this thing that uh, Rafael Vicky has been saying after every single game, uh, especially when he was asked about, you know, Luka Janovich and whether he's going to continue playing there or not, is that it's about the mix of the players on the pitch. It's not about the quality. It's not about, like, whether this player deserves to start or not. It's about whether this specific lineup mixes well. And... Uh, okay. That I just got a message about what might be an issue, but it's from Gjerk and Craig is still in here. So, uh, it's less about the issues with uh, like the quality of the players. It's more about the mix of the players there. And honestly, I think that it's just uh, you really distracted me there.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, I I placed placed on the wrong chat. My bad. But no, no, you can... <laughs>
1: you must I'll keep that, but um, yeah, he's he's talking about the mix of the players out on the pitch, and to be completely honest, Collier is a part of that mix, and a part of what makes that mix work, because, you know what, if he gives up the ball, that easily can help, then suddenly, he gives up the ball, the other team is going to try to start a counterattack, and then you instantly send over a four, who stops it, he's the presser. So, Yes, neither of them are good or that good on their own. I mean, four, I actually do genuinely rate him as like a high quality player. But Collier, he's important to the way that the team plays and I think, uh-huh. it's not, it, it's it'd be very hard to replace the what Collier does for this team. It's so weird to say that. but, yeah, it'd be very hard to replace what Collier does for this team because, It's just such a weird, like, mix and combination of stupid that makes something good.
0: (laughs) And this contract is up, actually, in December, so... I thought he re-signed. Yeah, he did, for this year.
1: Oh, okay. But I mean, it's just like, it doesn't matter about whether or not he's good. It's about whether or not he works with what we're doing. And that's the same thing that I said with Luca. And, you know, Luca is good but doesn't work with what we're doing. Collier is not good, but it works with what we're doing. You so know, that's just something to keep in mind
2: there. I think um,
0: everyone did their job well on you know Sunday. And I think that's showing progress with the fire. But I know a lot of folks want to go into next year, but I think if the fire do keep this up, there is like a 50% chance they can make something worthwhile um with this season. Uh Calvo, we we've slated him in the past, but he's he's gone. Well, he's better. just
1: very inconsistent. That's the thing. He's yeah. consistently inconsistent. Like, like if Calvo stuck with being a
0: defender, like everything would be fine. Like um that that game on, on Sunday or whatever, there are were times when he was trying to lead the line. He's not you know he's not Sergio Ramos he's not yeah i saw Thiago him i saw him up there yeah it's like he's he's like barrach in a way where he tends to drift all over the place but you know with, with barrach i mean he can drift all over the place and it won't lead to any you know goals being scored on the fire or whatever but but with calvo and he drifts all over the place that messes up everything So if if Calvo can just stick in the back,
2: then, you know,
0: everything will be fine.
1: Uh, uh, Well, before we get into any sort of, like, preview with the Columbus, there's the other big news, which is Mansueto is planning on buying uh, Swiss club FC Lugano.
2: So Uh, before
1: before I go into it, what do you think? He because
2: that's such a george heights move and it's like i mean yeah i I know he has like a trillion dollars but
1: i think that it's interesting well it's also i think yeah it it does come it probably does come from heights but at the same time it's a very easy way to develop players without having them on the books as international slots so it basically it, allows it allows Heights to do what he wants to do without having to deal with like the stupidity of MLS.
0: It is, but there, there's like League One, and like bottom tier championship teams, where I think the, yeah, it's gonna be more expensive, but it's gonna be more worthwhile in the end. Um, I'm not knocking down on Lugano, but.
1: I, I mean, it's know. also that, like that's... the the reason why they they took them on was because of like the whole thing of well, it's easy enough to get them uh, because like they have like the issues with the debt and everything.
2: I don't know. Like I,
0: I hope that this doesn't backfire on Roman Swoato.
1: Yeah, I think that the way that this is going to help the fire is that it's going. Uh, I mean, my, yeah, perfect, can, perfect kids to, my perfect scam scenario. My perfect scam scenario is send Heights to be the sporting director of Lugano. Yeah, so we, we bring about in. This, yeah, we, we then, talk we we didn't talk about this on, on the podcast. We talked yeah, about but, this at the stadium.
0: <laughs> but Evan bring in the um Gareth from Seattle.
1: Yeah, bring in like Garth Lagerway or if you oh. know Garth isn't gonna come if Garth isn't gonna come in, uh, bring in like Carlos Broca is a shout, but I don't really think that it would be the right move. But just somebody who is familiar with MLS. You have them here. And then Heights can do whatever he wants with Lugano and build them up and, you know, build players and then send them over to MLS when they're ready. Because he's bringing in a lot of players to MLS when they are not ready. Uh, like, 04 is like a season off from being ready. So, like, he's serviceable, but not good. And we can have these like this dual sporting director role essentially. And it would be very beneficial for the fire to have Heights working on it this way rather than having them here.
0: I'm I'm curious how the league itself is gonna react to this, because I think a
1: lot, well, there's, no, I there's mean, a, Bull, lot of, there's a mean, few teams in yeah, MLS Red, who are owned by other teams, Red Bull yeah, and Red Bulls and uh, City. City, but
0: for an unfashionable team like Chicago,
1: I think that I think that Mansueto. Like we keep talking about it, but Mansueto, despite the fire being bad, Mansueto is trying. He is trying his hardest, and this is a part of that.
0: I mean, yeah, and, and, and like you can't knock the guy on that. I mean, I, I'm talking about the league itself. It's like because it, obviously, I don't. I don't want to throw any conspiracy theories, but the league treats other teams better. Than other teams. That's
1: yeah. No, back. I I've like, I've I've given my tinfoil hat conspiracy about how like the league just has this vendetta against Chicago because Chicago was good while the league was bad, and the moment that the league got better, suddenly Chicago was made to be bad.
0: And that's it, my tinfoil hat. <laughs> it, it, it's like yeah, Lugano can develop all these players, and you know the Fire can send all the homegrown kids to Europe, but. Surely, there's going to be some restrictions enacted because of
1: this. Yeah, they're good. they're gonna probably add in some restrictions, which is going to be very interesting to see. About uh, there's the other thing of like there there was this big interesting thing that like I don't know I sh- I could ask my dad about it because he did a ton of research about it. Like he ended up making he's now friends with one of the one of the Italian speaking journalists in Lugano. But uh, like there's this big thing about how uh, like the Uh, Academy is owned by someone different from the person who owns the club, and, like, the guy who owns the Academy had, like, the first option to buy the club if the club was ever sold to somebody else. Uh, I think they figured that out, but they might not be bringing the Academy through. But that might be okay with Mansueto, because, like, you know, Mansueto can build his own dang Academy for Lugano. So I don't really know with that whole thing, but... At the end of the day i'm seeing reports that things are just about ready uh there's uh as 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 we said uh it's a swiss league uh the main reporter is italian speaks italian and the report that i saw that things are almost ready is in german so you know that's what switzerland is (laughs)
0: 500 billion languages in switzerland i mean i i don't know i mean
2: I, i do hope That there will be a new sporting director because
0: I don't know. It's like the fire need a scout elsewhere. The fire need
1: the fire needs to have somebody who's good with American soccer, and like I I keep I keep trying I keep like holding myself back from saying something like that. That someone good with American soccer and someone
0: who's willing to go out of you know i've said this in the past whatever it's it's fine to you know pluck players from latvia or or belarus or whatever but there are like there are players that the fire can easily pluck out of the j league the championship can, mm, i can't speak today championship I league one you know i mean something like Syria,
1: but, I mean, what do you think? Uh, Kyogo Furuhashi could score, could have scored a hat trick against a City for the Fire. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I I know, like I don't know, like a lot of the you know a lot of players in the J League have their eyes set on Europe, but
1: there there was the one guy, uh, there was the one Kenyan player who was the leading goal scorer last season that we talked about. That like now he's playing like Saudi Arabia or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you know a lot of uh a lot of j league players can make it here in um in mls apart from that one dude in cincinnati but that's cincinnati
1: <laughs> like uh yeah it's that, that's the thing of just like it, it is fine to look for those different players but you also have to realize when it's the right time yeah and uh, and what and you know managing your slots uh, we were we were very lucky that Mansueto is an owner who is willing to pay for those expedited uh, green cards and get working on them. Like, technically speaking, I think I don't think Barrett should have Barrett should have gotten his green card yet, but he got it. So that's the big thing of just having that ability to, okay, if we do something wrong, we can fix it at least a little bit. But I mean, the way that Heights was signing players, acting like there's no roster restrictions. That's what worries me. And so sending him to Switzerland, he's more, he's not only much more familiar with, uh, the, with the roster regulations in Switzerland, but he's going to be able to get more, have more freedom to find players, develop them, and then send them back over. Yeah, but who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to have to wait and see, uh, especially since like the deal hasn't been officially announced yet. They said something about like, I'm sorry. Uh, The papers need to be signed by like Friday or something like that. So we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait, I think. uh... Oh, hopefully the fax machine works here in Chicago. (laughs) Oh, they they just need a signature at this point. Uh, So I think, I don't know, maybe (laughs) Mansueto is going to fly out, whatever. But uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see with that. So uh, I guess Columbus.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, I see a fire when we're doing productions or we're
1: just... Yeah, we're, doing, we're just doing productions at this point. I'm
2: Colum- to Columbus is in a rut right now.
0: Like, they... They... I think they lost their past two games. They even lost to DC. They also lost the last three games.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, they lost to DC like 4-2, I think, over the weekend. Or last weekend one of these days um, it's really
1: interesting how we went into this three game homestand thinking yeah the fire are gonna get crushed and then you know nycfc just doesn't show up against the fire and then the red bulls uh suddenly start losing even more uh columbus
2: is down three games in a row so yeah I, I guess i'd put it yeah I don't know, like two one, I guess. Two one, three one. I think it's gonna be three one. Okay. I guess that's it. I'm Jiggly. I am RJ. Eat the rich.